Edmarn, a Goucher College moderator of Humans vs. Zombies. Hi there, I'm Gray, also a Humans vs. Zombies moderator at Goucher College. And this is our safety meeting. Hello, I'm Sam, and as my colleagues who came out of the closet have already informed you, HBC, Humans vs. Zombies, is a nerf-based game of tag that is played at institutions around the world. Participants in the games either play as humans or zombies and, guided by their trustworthy moderators, play missions and activities planned out throughout game day-long, week-long, or even lifetime-long games. They were a zombie in disguise this entire time. Now he came up each and every one of them, tapped them on the shoulder, gave them a hug, shook their hands or whatever. On this wonderful little bridge of lies. Tagged every single one of them, and now they're all going to be zombies. You can stop that, sounding them, throwing a sock, throwing a dart, whatever. Either way. Welcome to the Hyperfixation, where my friends come onto my show and tell me about things that excite them for 30 to 45 minutes so I can acquire an approximate knowledge of many things. My name is Roma. I use the they and them pronouns. And today I'm joined by Marn. Hello, I'm Marn. I use she, her pronouns. Uh, you may also have heard me on Moonshot Network on Dead Teen House Party and Argonauts. Mm hmm. And the streams. And the season one of this pod, um, <laughs> oh my gosh, Blazeball. <laughs> yeah. How's the season been? I haven't been able to keep track of what's going on. I just get to see what happens on Twitter and I'm like, mm, yes, tracks. <laughs> so they're on, they're on break again. They did two seasons and then um, they realized they need to work more on like the, the website itself because of a lot of like accessibility concerns that people had. So it's currently on break. Um, mm. But the first two seasons were pretty good. The crabs suck again. Beautiful. I'd love to hear it. <laughs> Unless we don't love to hear it. I don't know if it's like a fun bit right now or if it's upsetting. It's, it's dipped into being funny because they suck just badly enough to not be making the playoffs, in my Aww. opinion. <laughs> that sounds intentional if I've ever heard it. It's very oh my funny. Goodness. So... Um, yes, if you want to, if you don't know Blazeball and you want to understand what the heck we're talking about, please go back to season one. <laughs> go listen to the Crabs episode. Yeah. But yes, so obviously you and I know each other from the Moonshot Network. Oh my god! Stop! <laughs> I did hear that. <laughs> Axel, everyone. Um... Axel and Momo are our guests on the on the podcast today. So at this from this point on, if you hear them, that's part of the show. Yeah, we should just have them podcast. Honestly, <laughs> I yeah. If afterwards, if we're feeling up to it, we should just hold the cats up to the mic for a little oh while. God. <laughs> so you and I obviously know each other from the Moonshot Network. We've 
uh, what's the words I'm looking for? Met through Twitter. My pod got on the network and been doing things like Extra Life or what was the other streams that we do? Uh, Extra Life, the moon landing. Um, all of those were absolutely incredible. So please take a second to go look at the Twitch and see those uh, streams or the YouTube channel for the Vazas are wonderful. Yeah, I think probably Pokemon Showdown Showdown VODs will be up by the time this goes up. Yeah, this will come out um, on Wednesday, so it should be should be up around then. Yeah, um, Marn and I are going against each other in Pokemon Showdown this weekend, or at yes. least for Friday. And I'm scared out of my mind, but I won't <laughs> I won't tell her that. Um, <laughs> it'll be fine. I've got the best coach ever. Um, he's gonna make sure that I win this. It's it's gonna be great. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we're not here to talk about Pokemon Showdown or Moonshot. Or baseball. We're here to talk about humans versus zombies. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm I'm here to talk about another fake sport. Hell <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I love to hear it. Um so I and I asked you this before we started recording, just so I could understand entirely what you meant by that because i i in my childhood i was a big like zombies kid uh -huh. like i had the zombie stuffies i watched all the the walking dead and all that and so i was like okay so this is gonna be like a game or something or a book series and i'm super into it um or we're just gonna talk about that genre as a whole and you were like oh no <laughs> that's not it at all <laughs> um so where where did this begin for you? I need to know. How did this 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 passion for this false sport begin? So, Humans vs. Zombies is a nerf tag game where basically some players play as humans and some players play as zombies. It's slightly more complicated than that, but we'll get into it. Uh, mm -hmm. I went to the college where it was invented. <laughs> Yo. Uh, it was invented at Goucher College, which is where I went to college and got my degree. And uh, it was a campus tradition and people, the people who ran it took it very seriously. Uh, and so I played it my freshman year and sophomore year, I applied to be a moderator, like someone who runs the games, got accepted, ran games... From sophomore to senior year, I only missed one because I was studying abroad. Um, oh my goodness. And then I came back as an alum to play, I think, three games. And then I helped run another because they needed people to help run it. And yeah, and then the pandemic happened. <laughs> True. Um, and every and everyone I knew graduated, so I don't go back to play anymore. <laughs> Um, am I allowed to ask what you got your degree in, just out of curiosity? Oh yeah, I was an English major with a concentration in creative writing. Oh hell yeah, I I'm an economics person, oh, nice. so yeah, it does not track. Um, but <laughs> here I am. You said it was invented at the did the did Nerf show up to this college and say that's great? Can I buy the rights to it, or did was it developed no. there? So it was just invented by like a group of students. Um, I think their website still might still exist. I heard that it it like went down and they weren't planning on. Yeah, it doesn't exist anymore. Um, so it was invented by a group of students that like made a website with the like core 
rules and was like, here's how to play. Um, and then it took off and a bunch of universities play it now. I think like over a thousand schools um, and then a bunch of Facebook groups where people will just post like, hey, we're doing a game this weekend if anybody wants to like drive down and play. Um, it's really big in like specifically the Midwest, like Ohio has a huge HBZ community. Oh my? Yeah. So is it now a Nerf official thing to do or is it just still like a, a genre of how to use the toys? It's still a genre, like, Nerf doesn't officially, um, like, sponsor it or anything, but they did release a line of, like, zombie apocalypse-themed Nerf blasters. Um, That's beautiful. I, I don't know if that was, like, intentional branding or whatever, but, yeah. And you're you're allowed to use, like, off-brand Nerf stuff, too. Like, there we had people who would use, like, dollar store Nerf stuff or, like, foam um, bow and arrows. Oh, that's cool. Um, and you are also allowed to use socks if you, like, tape them up into little projectiles. You could throw socks at people. So does this fall into, like, a adjacent category of LARPing? Yes. So for, <laughs> for some <laughs> universities, including mine, it was very much LARP adjacent. Because what, like, basically, the game runs all week. It runs Tuesday night to Saturday afternoon and a lot of schools will just do like oh you're like it's zombie apocalypse and like you're humans and you gotta shoot the zombies or whatever but like we actually would like do a plot like a unique plot for every week long and we would like come up with the plot first and then be like okay so here's how we're gonna break this down into like story missions because the way that it breaks down is um, every day you have a day mission and a night mission. And then whichever side, humans or zombies, wins the mission gets like a perk to take forward into the next one. Um, so like the humans could win and they would get like, okay, the patio of this specific dorm building is a safe zone and you can't get tagged there. Oh my goodness. Um, this and yeah, we would, we would, um, we would like pitch themes every semester. Like everyone would come to the mod meeting and be like, here's my theme. Like, here's the missions that I think we could do under this. And like, here's my idea for the story. Um, and we did, we did a lot of fun ones. That's, um, that's so good. That's so wonderful. I have, I have so many questions, but I feel like we're now in the department where I can kind of just like let you run. So let me, let me get this timer going real quick. <laughs> Am I allowed to start with a question? Because usually yeah, I just let people run with it. Um, so in my mind, when I think, when I hear you talk about humans versus zombies, um, I'm under the assumption here that, uh, you know, most zombies I've ever seen are fairly brain dead. You know, they're just mm -hmm. kind of just waltzing around and they want to eat and they don't normally have weapons. They've got like maybe super strength or something because certain parts of their brain aren't holding them back or whatever. Mm -hmm. So obviously the humans will have their choice of of weapons to use, but do the zombies get weapons? <laughs> so the zombie for the zombies it is just a straight tag game. Like you have yourself, your hands and you are trying to firmly tag a human on like the arm, leg or chest. 
Um, and that's how you turn them, quote unquote, into a zombie. That's incredible. So do you get like bonus stats for because, you know, I imagine if, if one person has a little bit of range, you know, they got they got mid range. They're zoning you. Um, do you get like X amount of hits before the zombies declared done or is it just one hit? So any any hit by a nerf dart or a projectile is a is a stun. And it used to be that every zombie would have a personal stun timer. So it would be like you get hit and you're down for 15 minutes. And it's your job to keep track of that 15 minutes so that you know when you're allowed to get back in the game. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think halfway through my time as a moderator, we figured out that it was leading to a lot of disputes, basically, that we would then have to moderate of just like people not watching their stun timers. Um, or deciding to get back in the game before their stun timer finished. Um, mm. And so we instated like a global respawn timer. And I think it was like every 10 minutes, question mark. I'm looking at our like informational slideshow to see if I can find it. Because mm-hmm. I, I think it was this, uh, this year. Maybe it wasn't. Um, I think it was... I'm gonna get reamed when my when my fellow former mods listen to this and I can't oh, remember no. it. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, I think it was every fifteen minutes is what it was. It was like three o'clock, three fifteen, uh three thirty, three forty five or something like that. Yeah. It sounds like it good every- times for like waves of zombies yeah. anyway. Um and so you knew if you were a zombie and you got stunned at like two thirteen, you could just like get back into the game in two minutes. And the way that this was signified is that every player had to wear a bandana on their body. Humans had to wear it on the arm or the leg um, so that they were visibly playing the game. Zombies had to wear it around the forehead. And if you were stunned, it went down around your neck. Mm. That's a good, that's a good rule to have. Yeah. Um, May I ask you another question? Yes. <laughs> this was from earlier, and I'm bringing it back just briefly. Um, so we mentioned that uh, this is like LARP adjacent. Yeah. And there's plot lines. And so uh-huh. with most, you know, tabletop RPG campaigns or one-offs or what have you, there's what the the DM or the GM creates for the story and what they have in mind. It's like getting your cat a giant fancy cat condo and they uh-huh. just want to play in the cardboard <laughs> box full of peanuts. Does that happen uh, often enough to to be equivalent maybe? Or oh, yeah. did everyone take it super seriously? Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh no, absolutely. There were like, there were different groups of players that were like, the players who really just wanted to like fuck around with Nerf guns and like play it that way. There were, like, the players who got really into it as, like, a tactical game. Um, Because we we had, like, you could have a squad and, like, you would get special squad missions. And you could, like, earn points and, like, buy things for your squad. And then we we started zombie squads at some point, um, like, very late into my time as a moderator. But, like, we had, you could play it that way. And, like, you could do all of the bonus missions and, like, earn points. And people were very into that. We had people who would get very into the plot and, like, send us in-character emails. And, like, oh, my God. Oh, my get God. Get very invested in, like, solving the mysteries or whatever. 
Um, and we also had career zombies who would basically, um, so we had, uh, like a patient zero zombie every semester who was the original zombie who could pretend to be a human until they got outed basically. Um, so like if enough people came and like emailed the moderator account, I was like, I think X is the original zombie, um, we would be like, okay, yeah, we're going to reveal that it's, like, this person. But they could, like, secretly tag people. Or, like, if you got someone alone, you could tag them and be like, hey, give me your player ID. I just tagged you. Um, (gasps) And so we had career zombies who would literally just be like, all right, it's the opening mission. Here's my number. Let's just say that you tagged me because I want to be a zombie. (laughs) Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's incredible. And a lot of them were really good too. Like we had I would say like the humans versus zombies player base on our campus was a very even split between like humanities majors and like English and theater kids and like jocks. Like a lot of the swim team played humans versus zombies. That, that makes sense though. I'm not gonna lie. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's incredible uh so is there i i am interested in in talking more about the plot lines you had but i kind of want to make sure i understood all of the rules so you usually start with a patient zero after patient zero does their thing and makes more zombies you've got the bandanas the tagging the the foam weapons or nerf guns of sorts Mm -hmm. um and the 15 minute uh respawn time was there any other basic rules that i should know about before we continue uh we had some quirky ones we had like you were allowed to use marshmallow guns but if the zombie could catch the marshmallow in their mouth then the human was stunned for 15 minutes that tracks (laughs) i'd be shook Uh, we had, like, a no melee weapons rule where, like, only the mods could use melee weapons. Um, and we also had special zombies, which were a thing that we stole from Ohio University because <laughs> a bunch of them came to one of our invitationals. So, Goucher was- we weren't aware of this until, like, halfway through my time as a mod, but it, but Goucher was, like, very notorious as being, like- the mother school of HVZ that, like, didn't let other people come to our games. (laughs) Mostly because, like, we weren't super aware that there was a wider HVZ community that did, like, invitationals. (laughs) So we we did an invitational and, like, hundreds of people came and it was, like, crazy. Um, and, like, a bunch of people from the Midwest, and they were like, oh, your rules are, like, really vanilla compared to ours. Ayo! (laughs) So we went to an invitational at, uh, Ohio University in Athens, um, and they had special zombies, which are, like, zombies that have, like, different powers that could do stuff, and we were like, oh, this is really cool, we're gonna steal this. (laughs) So we, uh, we had... And they're all also just, like, stolen from Left 4 Dead. But we had Boomers, which were a mobile respawn point. Um, It was a mod with just, like, a really big light-up stick that you could see from, like, yards away. Oh my Uh, gosh. And the zombies could, like, do a lap around them to respawn. Uh, We had tanks, 
which were special zombies that could only be stunned for 10 seconds at a time, but they could only move at a walking pace. Oh. Uh, We had witches, which were sound-activated zombies. Witches were my favorite, because we built a bunch of like really fun missions around them. Uh, they would stay completely still unless you made too much noise near them, and then they would scream and run at you. Oh no, I hate that so much. <laughs> uh, and then on the human side, we had mercs, which were usually like mods or alumni who would come back to merc, um, and they were usually human players that would just like run around with nerf swords on the side of the humans. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah oh the other important thing is safe zones um safe zones are you're safe once you're standing inside them but gameplay continues so you can shoot out of a safe zone to stun a zombie but if a zombie has two feet on in the play zone they can also tag into a safe zone oh so with like arms reach yes so we had uh what was known as door dives which was the inside of your dorm room was safe, but the hallways were not. (laughs) This went inside of real buildings? Oh, yeah. It went inside almost all of the buildings on campus. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Only the the academic buildings were out of play, so there was, like, no play in the library and no play in, like, classrooms. But all of the dorm hallways were in play, and um, at least one of the dining halls was in play. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Which people routinely forgot about. And they would just like sit out there and eat their meal and get offended when people tried to tag them. But yeah, we had we had door dives, which were uh, a zombie would stand outside like a player's dorm room and knock on the door, drop to the ground and grab them by the ankles when they opened the door. <laughs> That's horrifying. I would lose my mind. <laughs> yep. We also had people who got who uh, did tags through windows. Uh, notoriously, I think before my time, there were a couple of zombies who built a human pyramid to get up to a second floor window to tag someone. This is this is <laughs> that sounds like an OSHA violation, but I'm here for it. <laughs> Uh, We also let zombies do chains, which was if you had at least one person standing with two feet in the play zone, you could link arms and do a chain into someone's dorm room. Um, But if one person got shot by a Nerf gun, like everybody had to disperse. (laughs) Oh, these are incredible. I really want to play this right now. And I'm trying to figure out how many people I can convince to do this. It's great. There's a there is a school in the Midwest that does a overnight lock-in game every year inside a actual shopping mall, and I want to go so bad. Hey, you know, um, I'm sure we could raise the funds for it, make it happen. Hell yeah! Wonder if Florida will do something like that. Oh my yeah. Gosh, are you okay, buddy? Oh, he's very hey, upset. Boy. He has something to say about this. I don't know if you can hear him. (laughs) Oh, you got nothing else? (laughs) Okay. So, now that I feel like I fully understand the rules, is there (laughs) plot lines that 
stick with you? Like, is there ones that are like special near and dear to your heart that you and your school did or maybe like at an invitational or something? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. So my first two semesters as a mod, we did back to back. Um, we did the four horsemen of the apocalypse and pride and prejudice and zombies. And those two were my favorite that we ever did. <laughs> Pride and Prejudice? Uh Uh-huh. So, okay, in order, um, the ones I was a mod for were um, Four Horses of the Apocalypse, Pride and Prejudice, Ghost Hunters. It was like a Slenderman-y YouTube Ghost Hunters one. Mm -hmm. Um, I went abroad for a semester, and they did, like, a Battle Royale game show, Hunger Games type one. Ooh. Um, And then we did... Star Trek and Westworld, I think, was in that order. Um, and then I came back for 1920s and Wizards, I think. Wizards. <laughs> and then the invitationals that I that I helped run were um we did one that was like vaguely Fallout themed. Um, it didn't have, like, a huge theme because we were more concerned with, like, oh my god, how are we gonna fit, like, 200 people? Uh, we did a Dungeons and Dragons-themed one that we wrote an entire fucking, like, spell system for that didn't get used. (laughs) Wow. And I also, as an alumni, helped run a Space Jam-themed invitational, which was very fun. Space Jam? Uh-huh. How? It was uh it was interesting. We made uh the players actually play a game of basketball. Zombie basketball? <laughs> yeah. It was great. That's incredible. Oh my goodness. I'm trying to to process like all of these options because I feel like at least for like if if I were to get into it, that would be so concerned with just playing all the rules correctly. I haven't even thought about the role playing aspect of it. So you you as a moderator and as a player, were there any characters that um you distinctly like remember enjoying creating Axel <laughs> that you distinctly remember like uh, playing and being like, yeah, this is it. This is the character. Yeah. Um, so we we had a lot of like mods who were very known as like, okay, this mod is always like the human moderator who like runs with the humans, and like this moderator is always the zombie mod. Um, and I was I was a zombie mod. <laughs> Ooh. Um, my first semester as a mod, we did uh the four horses of the apocalypse, but they were like a modern um like fortune 500 company um oh <laughs> and they all had like human names and shit and like the the kind of joke was that like they had um fired pestilence and she was trying to get back at them by starting a zombie uh plague <laughs> And I got to be pestilence, and it was so oh, fun. Oh man, <laughs> I love me. Oh, 
so yeah, good. The like our our quote unquote like opening mission of every game was just like we take all of the players out to like a scary location and we scare the shit out of them and then like play starts properly. So like my freshman year when I was just a player. They, like, did an alien-themed one, and they, like, took us out into the woods and was, like, we found, like, an alien object that crashed in the woods. And they had, like, one of the mods walk out of, like, a quote-unquote, like, crash spaceship that was just, like, a thing that they made out of cardboard and, like, (laughs) come at us screaming and scared us all and we ran away. Um, (laughs) And so for uh, the four person of the apocalypse one, it actually... We're going to do it in the woods, I think, but it rained that night. And so we had to, like, move it to, like, a covered courtyard area. Mm -hmm. Um, But we... (laughs) That was one that we, like, basically hired an audience plant for. (laughs) Because we we just, like, had one of the moderator's boyfriends, like, be there and pretend to be a player. And, like, the whole thing was that they were doing, like, a summoning ritual to, like, power up uh, the horsemen of death so that, like, the zombie virus wouldn't work. And I was there as Pestilence, like, dressed all in black, black gloves, black umbrella. I had, like, a black um, medical mask on my face. And I was, like, since we did it in the courtyard, I was, like, kind of standing around the corner, like, underneath the stairs that went up there. Um, mm. And <laughs> a group of fr- like, as I was, like, waiting for basically, like, my cue to come up, a group of freshman players came around the corner, looked directly at me, and, like, ran back to where they had been. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh hell nah. <laughs> were they like so they were like late for the meeting and they were like arriving and wait oh never mind or they were like trying to so they they had made the meeting I think they were like trying to be sneaky and tactical about like how they were getting into the courtyard because they hadn't realized that like play hadn't officially started until like we we let them go from like this optional cutscene. Oh my god. <laughs> I, so yeah, I, I really like getting to be pestilence and like kind of the, the whole twist was like the other horsemen were actually the evil ones and like pestilence kind of did like a face turn and was like running like begrudgingly running with the humans for most of the game. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, and I had a lot of fun with that. Uh, my... My other favorite NPC that I got to play was um, for humans versus uh, for Pride and Prejudice and zombies. Um, have you how how familiar are you with Pride and Prejudice? Not even a little bit. Okay, I know so, that there's like old timey dresses and it's cute, but that's it. Yeah, so we had like the t- the two main couples, uh, Lizzie and Mister Darcy, and then uh, Jane and Bingley, um, and. Our mod team kind of like did not match the gender split of characters that we needed. Oh, <laughs> um, also because like uh, uh like other people like one of my uh one of the other mods uh who was a guy was like I want to play Jane and like wear dresses and we're like cool man um 
And I was like, well, I want to be the zombie mod, so I'm going to be the villain of the piece, who is nice. uh, Mr. Wickham in Pride and Prejudice, who is like army guy who like shows up and tries to seduce uh, Lizzie Bennet. Um, and I was like, well, I'm going to play Wickham as just like a cool bunch lesbian who does zombie, like necromancy shit. And that was like the most fun I've ever had doing an NPC. Hell yes. <laughs> Cause for, for all of the night missions, I would just like find something different and fancy in like my closet and put it on. And, uh, I did kind of a, like a running gag where I would show up with like more and more fake blood on myself every single night. <laughs> like on your nice things you just yeah. got Oh my god <laughs> the, the The commitment. <laughs> it was very fun. Uh that that also had a lot of a lot of very fun missions. Uh there was one where uh, one of like the human NPCs got turned into a horse, and they had to like find him in the woods, and it was just like so. One of the mods wearing a horse mask, like wandering around in the woods. Them so it's wonderful. I can't. <laughs> Is it in the woods? Was it the kind that were super wobbly? Yes. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh my god! <laughs> this is wonderful. Fuck. Oh. Hey yo. Uh and our our final mission for that was a wedding procession down like our so our campus had like a big kind of like brick road that went from one end of campus directly to the other. Uh and the the final mission was basically like kind of like a a tower defense situation where we put the humans kind of defending the wedding party as they came down the road to the actual chapel that we had on campus and the zombies were like attacking them in waves from the sides that's incredible it ruled i i loved doing mission design because it's just like how my brain works um which is why i later became a tabletop game designer (laughs) tracks it's a pipeline (laughs) Yeah, like legitimately, yeah. Um, Because we would just be like, okay, here are like the plot, the plot beats that we want to hit. Like, how do we make a fun, like, sort of asymmetrical mission design out of this? And sometimes it did not work out, um, but sometimes it did. That's beautiful. It was. Our spring 2016 was my my baby. We finally got to do a plot that I pitched, which was uh, the inspectors. We did like a ghost hunters, like Slenderman themed one where uh, the plot was like one of the the like members of this ghost hunting group had like get sucked had like gotten sucked into a portal um, and came back possessed. Ayo. And it was just like a straight horror-themed game, and it was it was very fun. That's incredible. It was awesome. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this sounds like this was everyday life for you and everybody who were participating in these activities. Uh, but I am curious, how did 
non uh humans versus zombies players so basically everyone else on campus react to the events unfolding around them like would would there be straight up just innocent standbyers like oh my gosh i just got caught in the middle of a game or anything of that nature because i feel like that would be some of the funniest stuff oh yeah absolutely like we had like there were people on campus especially like professors and like juniors and seniors who like kind of knew what the deal was and um it like really liked seeing it going on and like hearing about it um there were people who didn't like it as much um just because they like you know thought it was like annoying to have like a bunch of people out on the quad at like 9 p.m at night screaming and running around um <laughs> true <laughs> Uh, we had to, like, clear it with on-campus security. Basically, like, every time we ran a game, like, we would go there and be like, hey, like, here's when we're doing it, and, like, here's when we're having our kind of, like, big meetings, because they had, like, a thing where if you ran a meeting of, like, uh, more than a certain amount of people, you had to have, like, a security person there. And we had to have everyone who played sign safety waivers that were just like, we're not liable if you get super injured running around in the woods. Yeah, this is you, fam. All you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, One of our, like, kind of go-to lines in our safety meetings that we had was, like, you are an ambassador of the game. So, like, whatever you are doing while you are wearing a bandana and who are running around with a Nerf gun, like... That is representative of the game that we're running. So don't be an asshole. (laughs) My favorite rule, the golden rule. Yes, we did have a douchebag clause that was like, hey, if this is like illegal or if you think that it would get you in trouble, but we didn't cover it in the rules, don't do it. (laughs) Use common sense. (laughs) For the love of God. Um. (laughs) I love that. Oh, man. I'm really trying to figure out in my brain. I was like, okay, but how can we have Moonshot do this? There has <laughs> to be wanna, a way. <laughs> I want to do this as a Moonshot, like, uh, company bonding thing so bad. I have a story for you, but I'm going to, I want to say, I don't know if I should save it for afterwards or towards the end. Um, so let's see is there man is there's you guys did a lot of incredible stuff like you you, this incredible game that's been developed uh during the times before you at this university and times after i believe Mm -hmm. uh did you guys make content at all like did it make its way to the internet or was it just uh you had to be there kind of thing um a lot of it was you had to be there i know that we have a youtube channel or we did, I don't know if it exists anymore, that just had, like, a couple game trailers that I made. Um, One person who went to Goucher made for, like, a class, like, a mini documentary on the history of the game that I don't know if it exists on the internet anymore. There is, some of the Ohio Athens guys have a podcast called 5 Minute Respawn, where they talk about like the history of different games that they've played and they like bring people on to talk about like stories from games that they played um and they do like live reports from games um and it's really good and i was on it a couple months ago and everybody should go listen to it (laughs) absolutely we should get the link 
for that and put it in the uh the thread on the discords yeah um i i've really been enjoying listening to it because they uh they talk a lot about like the history of their game in athens and like um some of the people from their school went on to like run end war which is like the big like u.s um like invitational where like people from around the the states come and like play um and they they kind of talk about like how those were developed um there is also i think i don't think it's on this podcast i think it was like the hosts of five minute respawn went on another podcast to talk specifically about uh the time that they came to goucher to play one of our games oh no (laughs) (laughs) because that was the uh the ghost hunters game that i ran they uh they came i think thursday night and they played friday through saturday afternoon and uh it was possibly the craziest game that they could have come for oh my god (laughs) Cause like, cause a like, a bunch of the zombie players heard that like there were like a bunch of very serious players from Ohio coming, and they were like, well, obviously we want to tag them, um, <laughs> and so they, so the Ohio people stayed in my room. I like went to uh my friend Blake's room and was staying with them. Uh, they set up a sniper nest in my room because people were trying to like tag them through the window. Um, but, hey, yo. <laughs> and then like the Friday night mission that they were there for went like tits up because all of the humans who were playing got like trapped in a parking lot and we're like all gonna get tagged and we were like well if you all get tagged like we can't run a mission to like we can't run a final mission on Saturday uh, and they figured out they kind of like worked out that all of them except one person uh, were in squads and they had enough points to like com- both combine all of their squads into a super squad and buy themselves like a safe walk back to their dorm. And we're like, well, you could do that, but you would also have to leave this one guy here to like be sacrificed. <laughs> and- <laughs> and we gave oh, them the no. option of either doing that or we would like take them to a like we would take them and the zombies to a field like on campus and if they could and we would give them like a five second head start and if they could get back to their dorms they like got to be safe for the rest of the night and they picked that option <gasps> <laughs> and most of them survived Ayo. Including the Ohio guys, but then uh, the Ohio guys got got later that night because um, some of their friends had contacted us, the mods, and were like, hey, we can't make it on Thursday, but if we drive up Friday night, can we like play as zombies on like in the Saturday mission? And we were like, yeah. Um, so they, <laughs> they came uh got like a the quickest safety meeting ever like signed their waivers whatever and then snuck into uh the dorms and tagged all of the other Ohio players at like three o'clock in the morning oh my gosh how 
That's crazy. That semester was insane. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. So, obviously, the culture around this game is just absolutely wonderful, it sounds like. Everybody's there to have a good time. They want to make the experience great for everybody. Um, that it, I'm getting warm and fuzzies and I'm just, I'm super hyped just thinking about it. Um, am I allowed to ask if there's any like a quote unquote horror stories where things have like gone wrong? Am oh, I, yeah. am I allowed to ask that? Oh yeah. Ooh. I'm doing shit went wrong all the time. Oh no. <laughs> like, we're, we're essentially running a LARP. Like the, nothing is going to go right a hundred percent of the time. Like we had missions where, uh, freshmen got scared and just like ran off with the mission objectives and we couldn't finish the mission. No, oh, babies. Uh, we had missions where people got injured. Uh, one guy punctured his tongue during my second semester as a mod. Uh, one of oh, our no. mods snapped his wrist, uh, fell over in the woods, snapped his wrist, had to go to the hospital. Uh... <laughs> We had at least one injury every semester, and usually it wasn't a bad one, but sometimes it was bad. Oh, I feel that. Um, we had... Oh, there was a time I made some players so mad they went immediately to sleep. What do you mean they went immediately to sleep? Like, was it like a game and game like thing where they could be like, I don't want to talk to you anymore, and they just look away, or do like, they just they go home? They left the mission to go home. Incredible. I, so I was playing as an alum. This is like when I was playing as an alumni, and these the previous semester, like before that, people were so convinced that I was the original zombie, um, that it like became a running gag because like my. <laughs> because uh, our our kind of rules for like people playing when they lived off campus were like if they want their place of residence to be a play zone like they're allowed to say that and so like if you know that they're cool with it like you can go to their house and try to tag them and so like my thing was like I'm not gonna tell any of you where I live but if you want to try and follow me home or like if you want to get my address out of one of the other mods you are welcome to come to my home and try to tag me that sounds like <laughs> a threat and a promise <laughs> and everyone I guess like misread that confidence is like oh yeah Martin is totally the original selfie oh no <laughs> and, and there was like a human face like a human Facebook group message and a zombie Facebook group message and it basically ran on like honor code. Like if you got tagged, you left the human one and like someone would add you to the zombie one. Mm-hmm. And so the semester after that, I came back as a player. This was spring 2018. My friends who were still moderating were like, hey, do you want to be the original zombie? Because <laughs> it would be pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, totally. Uh, and so they Sick. made me the original zombie. Did it? I would. I played it very safe. I would say I only tagged like one or two people the first day, and there was like one person who was entirely a hundred percent convinced that I was the original zombie from the start. Mm. Uh, and 
it was getting to be Thursday night, and that was, like, the time when the original zombie usually, like, reveals himself and, like, does something crazy and spectacular and, like, tags a bunch of people. One year, like, one guy got all of his, like, squad mates in the dining hall that was, like, notoriously unsafe. Uh, it was like, well, we'll eat dinner together in, like, the closed off part of this dining hall and then went down the line and tagged every single one of them. Oh my god! No! (laughs) Got him! (laughs) Which I got to watch happen because I was also eating dinner at the same dining hall! (laughs) 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 But so, yeah, it was Thursday night. I showed up to the human mission. Uh, One, it it was only, I want to say, like eight people were there, like eight or ten people. Um, and what, and the person who was like entirely convinced that I was the OZ was there and was like, nobody get near Mar and like, stay away from her. She's, she's the OZ. Uh, and we were like huddled in a group as the mods were explaining the rules. <laughs> and <laughs> as soon as they were like, okay, break, go do your mission. I tagged three people in a row and was like, yeah, I'm going to go play with the zombies. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> And one of them was the person who had been insisting that I was the OZ the whole time. (laughs) They were so upset that they literally, instead of just, like, waiting the 15 minutes to, like, become a zombie and respawn, they all just (laughs) walked into their dorm building and went to bed. Good night. (laughs) The humans, I don't think, ever completed that mission because they just, like, lost four people. Right at the beginning. Babies. (laughs) Do you think real zombies would be like that? Like, you know what? That was a lot. I'm just gonna go chill over here for a couple hours. Oh, Oh, it was so funny. The the human morale during that game just, like, took a nosedive that night. That was also the game where, like, only one human player showed up to do the Friday night mission, so (laughs) we... (laughs) <laughs> so the mods were just like you know what your Friday night mission is to hunt this guy for sport <laughs> what <gasps> no <laughs> and uh, nobody found him cause the mods all decided that they were also going to wear his clothes and run around as decoys <laughs> <gasps> that's beautiful and he just uh, hid in the equestrian field for an hour and then we all fucked off and went to Wawa. <laughs> <laughs> incredible. Absolutely incredible. <laughs> oh, man. That. <sighs> Do you get to use this experience on your resume? Technically, yes. I, I don't usually explain it to people, but I'm like, I, I ran like, a, a student group that often involved organizing crowds of a hundred people or more. <laughs> True. I've done, I, I used to run uh, fire shows every Saturday night for like three years, three or four years. Oh, wow. And so uh, that became a beautiful slap on my resume called event coordinating. Hell yeah. Um, and I, uh, through, throughout this whole conversation of you telling me about this game, I'm getting like little flashbacks of like, ah, I know that emotion because instead of, 
you know, creating these uh, teams of people to play against each other. I was trying to manage uh, basically early 20s people who had gas and uh, Kevlar wicks. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I It was oh, it was wild. Um, good times, though. Absolutely beautiful. Occasionally you have an accident. Occasionally people would be upset that you told them, hey, maybe you can't fire breathe anymore because your face caught on fire four times. But, you know, it's fine. <laughs> God, I can't even imagine. Oh, man, they would do that. My favorite one was a uh, fire tag. If you've uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of that. No, but that sounds crazy. Basically, everyone has fueled wicks with their props and people chase after them with their lit props and try to light their wicks. And it oh was it was a logistical nightmare, but it was cool. <laughs> very cool (laughs) that's wild yeah i i I would say that uh it it has shaped my uh my ethos as a moderator a lot even with like online stuff because like whenever i i have to moderate conflicts online in like discord servers i moderate or whatever i'm like well at least Nobody can break a bone and then we have to go to the hospital. <laughs> or like at least they're not here in person refusing to leave my dorm room until they get an answer as to who was fairly tagged. Oh my goodness. Now you could just hit him with the band hammer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause we did have an incident where uh like two guys who like were in our class that like a bunch of us knew came to my dorm room because they knew it was where all the mods hung out senior year and like refused to leave for an hour and a half (laughs) until we told them like who had been fairly tagged and then once we like deliberated they were like we don't agree with your answer we like just leave why do you care so much about this it's a game dude (laughs) I think I tweeted uh, when, like, right before the, we did the moon landing, uh, like, the the best thing about Twitch streaming is that we will never have a red light deadlight, which was, which was, like, a mission that they ran my freshman year that became slang for, like, missions that we can never repeat again that are just like not worth fixing (laughs) oh my goodness so they were they were taught those game missions were just tossed in the recycling bin those those things got an unmarked grave never to be used again yeah i i think that maybe i could fix her but uh yeah red light deadlight was they it was like a night mission where they had the zombies basically playing red light green light while the humans were like trying to solve an actual jigsaw puzzle um oh god <laughs> it uh it didn't work out very well i think i could fix her though <laughs> hang on i know i made like an hvz uh iceberg thing that has like we can never repeat red light deadline on it <laughs> oh my god <laughs> this is incredible oh yeah okay here it is i knew i sent it in the moonshot uh wait so is there more than just you in moonshot who knows about this human versus zombies activity 
Uh, yeah, Blake, who was uh, who's on season three of Interstitial, uh, mm-hmm. was a co mod with me for two years. They got hired the semester that I was studying abroad, mm-hmm. and was still a mod for the year after I graduated. And I think that's well. No, Nessa from Dead Teen House Party was a player also at our our college. <laughs> Ooh. I'm trying to I'm look at Zombie Wawa Trip. <laughs> Blake Pants Disaster? Oh yeah, Blake Pants Disaster. <laughs> During the opening mission of the uh of the Ghost Hunters game, they uh we were setting stuff up in the woods and they ripped their like their pants at the seat of their pants. <laughs> oh no! And we're like, oh fuck! I don't have time to like go back and change it. And then during the actual opening mission, they had to like make a dive for a player who was like trying to do something that they weren't supposed to do, and their pants just like fully. Rift a hundred percent open, <laughs> no. just like exploded in like the crotch area. Oh no! And so they were walking around with just like absolutely destroyed pants for the rest of the night. I uh, I'm I'm still perusing through this. Uh, why is Sonic fanfic in here? Oh, uh, one of the squad catalog things that the squads could spend their point, their, their like bonus mission points on, was um, a mod will. I don't think it was like explicitly a fan fiction. I think it was like a mod will like write you something of your choice and read it to you. Uh, and the only squad that ever bought it, uh made Blake write and read them a Sonic fanfiction. <laughs> okay, now I have a theory that 80% of the things on here has something to do with Blake. Because I have my two for two. possible. <laughs> um, Dirt Juice Challenge? Dirt Juice Challenge was Blake's wife, Kate, and my friend, oh my Mike. <laughs> uh, that was, I think... I always get confused if this is during Star Trek or Westworld. I think it was during Star Trek. We had a bonus mission where we hid, like, a quote-unquote, like, special object. It was just, like, a bottle of iced tea in the ceiling of the on-campus gazebo. Um, And Kate, who was, like, a, a, a long-time player who was, like, notoriously a very, very good human player, found it. Ooh. And, like, brought it to my room while I was hanging out with some of the other moderators and was joking about, like, drinking it. And I was like, don't drink that. Like, it's it was, like, really dirty and it was, like, in the cobwebs and stuff. And her and Mike, who is one of the other mods and also our mutual friend, made a bet. <laughs> and... And Mike was like, well, if you bring, like, dirt juice to the next mission, I will drink it with you. Uh, And Kate came to the next night mission with, I think it was, like, iced tea vodka potting soil in a cup. (laughs) Potting soil? Yeah, for dirt. (laughs) But that's 
arguably worse. Yes, it is. Uh, oh, and they God. both did a shot of it in the middle of the mission, uh, and they got a little bit sick. You don't say. <laughs> oh my! All right, I have. I'm gonna give this another shot. Do uh-huh. not tell me that. I need you to tell me that Blake was not a part of this. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> the horse sex raunch barn. Oh. <laughs> oh my god! So <laughs> technically, yes, this is um my right before uh me and some of the other mods graduated. Right after we had run uh the Dungeons and Dragons Invitational, uh, we recorded the first episode of a podcast that technically doesn't have any more episodes there was a second episode but it got lost um, is that the lost modcast yes uh the lost modcast is we recorded a whole like second like two hour episode and the files got corrupted (laughs) we recorded the first episode of the modcast which you can i believe google hvz modcast and it will come up it is one of my favorite podcast episodes i've ever recorded that is not an exaggeration we literally all sat in the college radio station and recorded it in person um i want to i want to like do this again with them at some point we literally set a timer for 90 minutes and designed an entire game of hvz in that 90 minutes (laughs) the horse sex rajpard bit was uh there was a location on campus that we used to use as like a landmark and I don't remember what it was called before it was just like a like a maintenance shed or whatever uh and it got turned into the like a headquarters for the Maryland Horse Breeders Association (laughs) excuse me (laughs) okay Um, and in in the in the podcast episode, we call it the horse sex raunch part. Why raunch? I don't know. You had fast Blake. Oh my but god! There's a picture of it I took. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's <laughs> beautiful. It's pretty good. <sighs> oh man, I am blown away. This is a beautiful piece of of your history and a chunk of life experience i didn't know existed (laughs) and i'm very honored to know that it exists and i hope the listeners feel the same way because this is incredible i love humans versus zombies it is so dear to my heart (laughs) i wonder if we can do something in like vr chat for moonshot i know that some people have tried to set it up in Minecraft to limited levels of success. I know there are Minecraft mods that are very similar to it as well, and I would be interested in, in running one of those someday. We'll make it happen. Of course, we can ignore my timer. But my timer <laughs> says we're at 53 minutes, and so I wasn't oh, sure God. if you had anything else. I, you know, I... I don't know what you, what your brain thought it was gonna be, but like I, <laughs> there you've got such an incredible like pile of experience that I'm sure we could talk about this forever. Um, but is there anything else that like jumps out to you in your mind and your heart? I'm trying to from think. your experiences. 
Hold on, I'm looking at I'm looking at the iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um Oh we used to have this isn't even really a story. We used to have zombies who did board meetings. Like they took it so seriously that they would literally get together before the night mission and have a PowerPoint that was like, here are the important humans you should tag. Here are our strategies. <laughs> I love to hear it. Um, I love to hear that these zombies aren't just like having to be these little like mindless powerhouses, but they actually get to strategize. Is there a lore? Like, is there a logical explanation for that in the in the world of humans versus zombies? Or is it just like we just don't talk about it? Not really. Um, I we had like different origin points for the zombies every time we were like, oh, it's necromancy. Um, it's it's magic. It's whatever. Like, there's an alien virus. Um, we. <laughs> We didn't really ever explain why they were smart. We were just like, yeah, I, I guess they're smart. <laughs> Go for it. I mean, special zombies didn't exist until 2015 anyway. That is true. <laughs> <I'm just laughs> not, not a capture. <laughs> I always wanted to do a uh, an HBZ plot that was angels versus demons, but the angels were the bad guys and were like taking away people's free will and making them zombies. But I never got to do it. <laughs> Well, never say never. True. I'm looking at you, Moonshot. Hell yeah. We'll make it happen. I hope so. This is this is amazing. I'll have to I'll see have if I can moment. find the um we recorded like a <laughs> for the D D invitation we did, we recorded a video of the rule of like it was like a video safety meeting that we could just play and we wouldn't have to give the whole uh, slideshow. We recorded, I want to say, 75% of it at 3 o'clock in the morning the night before we had to show it to people. <laughs> because we just fucking ran out of time. Oops. Um... <laughs> I wonder if I have it on my YouTube account. I have, like, the outtakes of it on my YouTube account. I don't know if I have, like, the actual final version or if it's on the... Or if it's, like, unlisted somewhere else. But, um, I'll have to see if I can find it. Yeah, I, I'm just grateful for whatever I can get, honestly. I'm... I'm happy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's extremely, like, you could tell that the three of us just recorded it at like three o'clock in the morning in the library. <laughs> you got I the dark under circles. <laughs> I think we like we recorded a bunch of it at like three o'clock in the morning in the library and the other half of it was just like we got a bunch of friends together to like to do in-person demonstrations of the rules <laughs> and they were all filmed at night so it looks like shit. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> it's didn't really have ring fucking lights. goofy. <laughs> Incredible. So you you uh, as you mentioned this was something you did back in college and you have been wanting to do 
more humans versus zombies activities as of late, but, you know, between COVID and uh, accessibility, like, do you find yourself being able to do this again anytime soon? That is a tricky question. I know that it is still being run at Goucher because I'm in the Discord server for it, but I have not been to a game there just because of, like, scheduling and also, like, COVID concerns. They weren't able to run it for a while. I would probably, like, I would probably be more likely to go to, like, a a one-day or two-day game if they were happening anywhere near me, but, like, the closest place that does regular invitationals is, like, 45 minutes away. You know, that ain't that bad. (laughs) Which isn't that bad. Like, if I could get people to go with me, I would go, but... I I think probably only like one or two people who still live close to me would would go, but yeah, I I really want to go to the um the mall one that they have out in I think Michigan is where they do it. Do you um, know what time of year they do that? Usually in October, because um, I <laughs> I actually know that it was. It, I think they did it over Halloween weekend or the weekend before. Um, and I remember that because I was going to go, but it was right before my wedding. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I used all of my vacation time to take off for, like, the two weeks around my wedding. True. Fair. 2023. Yeah. Coming in clutch. Uh, if they... If they did... If they started doing end war again, I would probably go. That was just, like... At like a, I think they hosted it at a different school every year, so it was like they kind of bounced around. Mm. So your experiences with human versus humans versus zombies has this? I mean, obviously, I've seen your skills and abilities that you've acquired and earned from your experiences in Moonshot. So like your ability to lead everybody and organize and and prep for large events. And in your writing skills or like your tabletop RPGs or your uh, the actual plays that you do. But is there anything else aside from your uh, like your like maybe at work that these uh, skills have come in handy? Oh, gosh. I mean, it it definitely helps my abilities in like organizing and talking assertively to like groups of people and kind of like management in that way. Um, Especially because, like, when I was a a senior mod, I was, like, only one of two mods who had been there for more than a couple semesters or more than one semester, even. Mm -hmm. Um, And we basically had to, like, hire a whole new crew from scratch. Uh, Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, we ended up in a situation where, like, um, Blake was abroad and... Like the other four mods all graduated. Oh, no. <laughs> and so we had to like rehire an entire team from scratch, which um, was very intimidating, but mm-hmm. it definitely helped my management skills a lot. And like being able to actually like interview people for a job. Um, nice. Which is crazy. <laughs> oh, I understand that feeling entirely. It is very strange interviewing people. Especially when it's, like, your peers who you know. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. And just, like, conflict management as well. Nice. 
Um, let's see. So where do you see this hyperfixation of yours taking you? So like you were very excited and interested in participating in this LARP adjacent activity. Um, but where, where has that taken you now? Like where, so you, you make TTRPGs, you make content, um, things of that nature, as I understand it. But, you know, uh, tell me a little bit more about like how you have moved from that in your college days post-COVID to now. Yeah, um, it's definitely been one of the huge sources of inspiration for me designing tabletop games because I feel like HVZ is the reason that I, I, I approach tabletop games with from the perspective of like, okay, what is the story I'm trying to tell and like help other people tell and then what are the mechanics that will get you there? And I have also always wanted to try and replicate the sort of asymmetrical like PvP structure in an ARG. And mm. I like literally had a sit down like drawing diagrams on paper with two of my friends who uh, who modded the game with me uh, last year and we like sort of figured out a way to do it. And I really, really want to like refine that idea and try to run it at some point. <laughs> Absolutely. You let me know. I'm Hell here yeah. for it. Because like... <sighs> I like ARGs. I think that someone should figure out how to do a good PvP ARG. <laughs> and I'm not saying that I think that I could perfect it, but I think that I could figure it out pretty well from the experience that I've had running PvP games. <laughs> True. Hey, you know, maybe, maybe you're the one. Maybe you'll you'll ascend to a higher level than all of us. <laughs> by doing this <laughs> and i'm here for it hell yeah I'm, i i need to find like the notes that we wrote down about that because i know that we had some like crazy ideas and i don't know where they are they are literally like physically written down on a sheet of paper in my apartment somewhere <laughs> you tear the whole place apart and it's just momo sitting on top of it <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! I'm, I'm in my, I'm in my little hyperfixation like state. Rain goes smooth. Is there anything else that you'd like to talk about or address, or uh, that you that you might have just recently remembered and trying to find a way to shoehorn it in? Uh, yes. I this is this is like the stupidest opinion that I have. Um. Every time I fucking go into the HVZ tag on Tumblr, which isn't very often, but I see people trying to write, uh, like, HVZ AUs for their OTP, where they're like, they find love on the battlefield in at their college because one of them is a human and one of them is a zombie uh this is fucking fake every couple that i know that plays hvz would stop at nothing to murder each other oh my god i wasn't prepared for tumblr fanfiction to enter this conversation at any point in time <laughs> um and i love to hear that we're, we're openly slamming those people <laughs> 
I can I can like literally tell which of them have not played humans versus zombies. So like, if you know a real life couple that plays humans versus zombies, you would not be writing this. Oh, absolutely. I know Tony would absolutely German suplex me in any given moment. <laughs> They would kill each other in a heartbeat. The only time that that didn't happen with like the established couples that we had uh, playing was when there were two OZs and they were dating. Um, Aww. <laughs> but even then, we gave them like nerf swords and let them duel afterwards. That's amazing. Yeah. That's beautiful. So romantic. <laughs> Also, one of my favorite, like, niche, uh, just, like, HPC culture things is that it is, um, I don't want to say universal, because, like, people who are actually really into HPC will listen to this and slam me for it, but it is, um, I'll fight them. fairly well recognized that some of the best blasters that you can use are in the Rebel series, uh, oh. which is ner the Nerf for Girls series. <laughs> Oh? Is it like Rebel, like B-E-L-L-E? Yes, yep. That's... You know what? I'm glad I'm glad. I guess. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that, but it's cool. Uh, yeah, and I, I own a bunch of them, but it's, it's very funny to me because, like, the guys who take HBZ very seriously and, like, wear tactical gear and stuff will have will like buy the pink and purple nerf guns and a lot of them do like paint them but it is oh, extremely man. funny to me you know what actually these these have a lot of sauce um, oh they fuck i own the uh i own the crossbow one uh one of the bow and arrows and then like a smaller one that only fits like three nerf darts in it this has D.Va from Overwatch energy to it, and I can't explain it. Yeah, they're great. They do make D.Va blasters. They have Overwatch blasters. Oh, uh, that actually relates. You just you just threw me back to an earlier point that I almost forgot to mention. Um, I. Uh, all right, you know I'm gonna talk about it. So I I don't know where my NDA stand or yeah my non-disclosure agreement stands, so I'm just going to be as vague as possible. But I used to work for this company, and we had one of those company, like, teamwork building sort of game activities where we played uh, Nerf guns in this house, fully decorated. Uh, it was a blast, but I do actively remember that they owned the Overwatch uh, sets. Oh my god. And uh, that, I think, was the first time that me and the person I was teamed up with created an insane upset. <laughs> we, we were trying to make content for YouTube, so we were trying to get sponsored by, like, Nerf itself, uh -huh. pretty much. Uh, even though we weren't using exclusively Nerf weapons. Oh my god. Which is fine, I suppose. But we all had GoPros on the top of our heads. Not all of us, half of us. So one person had a ner had a GoPro and one person did not. Uh-huh. And um, I just remember we I looked at the my partner and I was like, hey, are you allowed to use me as a human shield? And they were like, actually, I'm in charge, so yes. Oh my god. <laughs> and we ended up winning the game because uh, they had the nerf gun on their forehead, I believe, and I was just the human shield and they just slaughtered everybody. That's and incredible. I wish I had the footage. It was it was pretty thrilling because the whole place was like, 
red and green lights dim. We had trash bags hanging from the ceiling for cover, like the whole place. Oh, it was such a wild mess to try to clean up afterwards, but uh, I distinctly remember that being like, hell yeah, I did. we did a cool thing and made everybody pissed off because they didn't know they could do it. Oh my God, I love that so much. Um, so yeah, now I, I need to actively get a nerf collection together because it also activates my steampunk uh, yes. era. I used to, oh man, me and Ace Hardware, hot glue. I've super glued my stomach, like, like the little rolls in my tummy together while oh putting God, gears Roma. on stuff. Man, ah, all right, yeah, you've activated... You've activated a gremlin. <laughs> there is like a pretty robust uh, nerf modding community. A lot of people mod their guns. You can like... I know I've never tried to do this. There was like one semester that I was like, maybe I'll get really into modding nerf guns and then I never did because I'm too intimidated. Um, you can like go in and like there's a thing that you can take out in the automatic ones that like makes them fire faster. It like t removes the delay. And with some of them, you should do it because it, it actually hurts if they fire too fast. Mm -hmm. uh, and like we as mods had to test them and like have the players shoot us to like make sure they didn't actually hurt people. <laughs> you know, that must be like super sweaty too because you're just like, I did mod this and I <laughs> yeah. would like to use it. But the person who says I can or cannot use it's in front of me right now. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's good. Some of the automatic ones um, are not very good though because they jam. True. Am I am I allowed to do a brief tangent? Yeah, absolutely. I would like to shout out to uh, hashtag non-binary icon uh, Murph from Nerf. Yeah, um, I, I love, love them. Murph. <laughs> um, Murph deserves everything. Murph deserves a world. Um, so yeah, shout out to my 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 sibling. Like the equivalent of brethren, I guess. I don't know if I could say that genderlessly. Um, but yeah, I love Murph. Sibling and Nerf. Have you seen Sibling the <laughs> Have you seen the Nerf car that actually exists? What? Hold on. No. I'm just I'm literally opening uh, the squad catalog to get it because we had I put a picture of it on the front page of the squad catalog and no one ever bothered to delete it, so it's fucking still there. I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this. Beep beep motherfucker. <laughs> We had uh, we had a Toys R Us that was like walking distance from campus, so our rule was like, if you think that you're like small enough to fit in the Nerf car, we're not gonna tell you no. <laughs> like, if oh you wanna goodness. spend three hundred dollars on it, <laughs> would it even go fast enough though? <laughs> I that's an interesting question. I'm not sure how it's. I think it's a pedal car. Like, I think you have to actively pedal it. Jeez. Multitasking at its ultimate. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they also have like nerf spider turrets that are like remote controlled that I've art that I've always been interested in. I I just keep hearing that we need to make a fundraiser. Yeah. And uh make this happen. Yeah. Uh, we need GoPros, we need nerf guns, we need this little car. Whoever our smallest moonshot person is. It's for them. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing this with me today. I had no idea what I was going to be walking into in this Discord. 
and I'm so glad I did. I will fall face first into it any day. <laughs> you are so welcome. It is one of my favorite, like, niche silly things to talk about. It's beautiful. I'm so proud of you. You did it. <laughs> so let's see. Is there... I know that we plugged the podcast, um, the five-minute respawn, but is there any other content that people can access to get a better understanding of HVZ, or um, is it just good luck? <laughs> Find it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, good luck finding it. Uh, there's Five Minute Respawn. The other podcast, I think, is Detroit Dark Talk that I was thinking of. If you Google, like, Detroit Dark Talk Goucher, you'll find the episode where they talk about the Goucher game. Uh, there is a Facebook page called Global HVZ Invite Page. Uh, it is a public group. Uh, I know one of the moderators, they're good people, they post every- like, basically every event that goes up from any school, uh, you will be able to find it in there. So if you're interested, if there's a game near you, uh, that is probably the place. There's also the HVZ subreddit, which I think is r slash humans versus zombies. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, and sometimes people, uh, people post their invitationals on there as well. Hell yeah. Let's see. I try, trying to think if I have anything else. I think, <laughs> I think I am, I think I am sufficient, but is there anything, is you have any last, last thoughts before we do some, some outros? I don't think I have anything. <laughs> you did it. You did the thing. I did the thing. You shared your knowledge, and now we're all smarter because of it. Yay! Yay! Um, so Marn, where can people find you and your content on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Corpse Survivors. You can find my podcast on the Moonshot Network. Uh, we are Moonshot Pods on Twitter. Um, get hyped for the moon landing too that we have an actual name for but we haven't released it yet uh, that will be in May uh, you can find my writing and various English major endeavors at cardzeropress.com noise 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 uh, you can find probably photos of HVZ games that I modded uh, on the Goucher HVZ page on Facebook, if you use Facebook. <laughs> that is something that, like, I'm pretty sure all of us sort of have, like, a corpse of a Facebook page lying around mm -hmm. somewhere to, like, appease family. I haven't touched mine in, like, over a year. <laughs> it's just there. <laughs> Yeah, all of our all of our photos are up on there. We like that was the only social media that we had uh, for Goucher HVC. Beautiful. <laughs> oh, okay, it's my turn, I think. Right? Yes. Yeah. Smooth brain. You can find me on the internet at I appreciate your butt at the twitter.com. That is I A P P R E C I the number eight U R B U T T. Um, I have to go through that in my brain in the same cadence as Beetlejuice the musical where he fucks it up the first time and then the cheerleaders spell it for him. Um, 
I don't know if you're familiar with that. I, ha I, I did a whole thing where after recording with wheels, I sent the clip so it made complete sense. Oh my god. But, uh, so you can find me on Twitter. Um, at some point, we all suspect Twitter may die, so I am also on Tumblr. <laughs> At I appreciate your butt, Y O U R B U T T. Uh, nothing, no, no special writing. It's just full, full words. Um, but you can find this podcast as a whole at the Hyperfix Pod on Twitter and Tumblr. There's an Instagram. I don't keep it updated. And uh, YouTube and TikTok. Hello, everyone from TikTok. Hi. <laughs> um, I love you. <laughs> Y'all are great. Um, it's great having you in the Discord. Good job. You, you you made you made me cry a little bit. Thank Aww. you. Good tears. So definitely uh, stick around and check out all the other things we got at Moonshot. I believe we have a link for the Moonshot Discord in the announcements. Yes, we do. Um, so go check that out because I couldn't have done this without Moonshot. And um, thank you to my editor. Kingdom. You can find him at TachyonKingdom on Twitter.com. So if you need an editor for your podcast, hire Kingdom. They're amazing. And then thank you to Offuscate. That is O-F-U-S-K-A-T-E. Uh, they made my intro and outro music. And they're on Instagram, Twitter, and SoundCloud. So if you need podcast music, they're the person to talk to. And I believe that's all of the plugs. We Hell did yeah. it. We did it. <laughs> Um, be safe, don't die, participate in fun LARPing adjacent activities while you still can, and do. Four, eight, fifteen, sixteen, twenty-three, forty-two. Andrew, Andrew, what are you doing? Oh, hey, Marn. Uh, so I'm playing through an alternate reality game, and there's a number station puzzle that we just can't solve. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I tried everything else, and I figured that the best way to solve it would be to get into its head and think like a number station. I've been saying numbers into microphones for hours. Okay, well, I, I think I have a better idea. What's that? You could just listen to the Argonauts podcast. Every two weeks, I could let you know the ins and outs of old Args and give you a deep dive on how they were created. Uh, do you think we could like have a nuanced discussion about game-making philosophy and how cultures around games have changed as well? Yeah, and you can definitely continue to fail to solve old Args along the way. Well, it sure would be cool if that was a podcast you could find among with a bunch of other great shows over on the Moonshot Network. You know, it sure would. <laughs> well, cool. Thanks for the invite. Uh, anyways, I'm going to get back to this, though. 23. 19. Okay. 